Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Ashton Martin, professional international touring and recording artist, award-dominated award songwriter, and he is passionate about motivating through quality music. Welcome to the show, Ashton. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me today. Thank you, and thank you for joining us. And, you know, we'll be talking about uh, life as an independent artist today and, you know, motivating through quality music. That's what your mission is. That's what you do, Ashton. Yes, sir. You know, Ashton, uh, you are a different sort of a rapper and mm -hmm. somebody who uh, believes in, just like I believe in good quality content, you also believe in good quality music. And you know yeah. what struck me was that during uh, creating your music, you, does not, you do not swear in your music. And you believe that your mission is to inspire others through quality music. Can you tell us about this aspect of yours, please? Yeah, so um, in the beginning of my creation, I guess I'll say getting into music, it wasn't always the same. And um, a lot of that had to do with because uh, me as a person, I, I wasn't always the same. You know, um, as I begin to grow and begin to change and begin to see the influence that uh, we as um, one musicians and then another as rappers, because rappers in this generation are like one of the most top influential artists of this time. I began to see the influence and it started with the people that's around me, um, like the younger generation coming up to me. Um, I remember one of my siblings quoting one of, one of, one of my raps back to me. And um, I was like, man, this ain't necessarily something that I would like to be put out. I wouldn't, I will, I necessarily don't like that energy to put out because my music has always been personal to me. So a lot of times I don't think about the listener and how it, if, it affects and influence them. But instead of um, putting on a facade as the type of person I was or uh, changing it, um, I had to change myself first. So I had to go back and rewrite my, my whole way of thinking, what did I actually want to put out, the type of person that I wanted to, to, to show to the world. And once I did that, and it just reflected through the music. Now it wasn't the easiest process, you know. It was definitely some some um some things I had to go back and 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 relearn some skills I had to work on. You know, with using certain vocabularies. If you're used to swearing, you know what I'm saying. You have to find other words to use instead of those words. So it made me expand my vocabulary more. Uh, but once I began that process, you know, it, it became second nature to me. Um, a lot of people. Um, it's funny that you pointed out because a lot of people don't realize it to afterwards, you know, today, listen to a couple of songs and, you know, you like, man, I, I, this, I realized you didn't say not one word throughout this whole thing. And, it, and it, I, it's like that or it's intentional because I don't want that to take away from the music. And that's the reason why I don't necessarily just promote that right out. Right. Just saying like, Hey, this, this song doesn't have no swearing in it. I want you to listen to it first. And then after you listen to it, you're realizing like, Oh man, this, it doesn't have any swearing in it. Um, but motivation, I think that's kind of been my my thing from the jump. Um, you know, I, I that's that's what got me into music because music motivated me as a young age. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of times when I was dealing with trauma, a lot of times when I was dealing with ups and downs through life, it, it, it helped motivate me. And that's when I realized how powerful music really is. And so it took me as being like, OK, I want to be that to someone else, um, be a motivator and inspire. But, you know, without taking away from the quality, still making good quality content, still you know, because some people, I feel like some people kind of use that as an excuse. 
um they be like well this is this is positive it's motivating but the quality is low still you know saying that so you still got to have that certain skill level you still got to have the talent you still got to have the work ethic that you put into it to make quality content still no matter what type of content you're doing so um you know that's that's kind of my thing that i focus on right right Aston. you know uh, life as an independent artist can be uh, tough sometimes you can also get desperate and people tend to you know uh, try methods which can give them quick results some people do it they have their own uh, problems to solve but you also had your own problems you just moved from you know from wherever you were uh, and to atlanta 965 dollars in your pocket mm -hmm. and then you built up a life uh, after that and that was not too much far away just in 2018 so tell us yeah. your early part of uh, of your career and then moving on to atlanta and how did you manage to build up your career as a artist because uh, what you will speak you know we have this whole industry bollywood and a lot of independent artists also are coming in India. And what mm -hmm. you will speak also will, in a way, give them some guidance, some sort of a uh, light about their careers, what are the different ways they can use, you know, because now you, you, you along with your wife, have created Aston Martin Entertainment. So how, mm -hmm. from, a, uh, from an artist, you have created something bigger. So please tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I'll even piggyback off of where I left off before. So um, I would definitely say as an independent artist, the, the number one thing is to focus on is your why. Why why are you doing what you're doing? What do you want to accomplish? What is your actual goal? Because as an independent artist, that's going to depend the route that you go on, you know, because it's different for everybody. Everybody doesn't have the same goals. My goals weren't at the same as a lot of independent artists that were around me. Um, so I grew up in an area that's uh, Mariana, Florida. For people that's, that's that don't know the area, so in the U.S., it's pretty much the South. Atlanta and Florida is still the South, but uh, Florida is more South and it's more closer to the Caribbean, uh, which is which is explains a lot about my culture and looks and sounds and things of that nature. But um, growing up there in the area I grew up in, it was a very minimum opportunity. Um, it wasn't it just it's just not a lot of resources there. That's just what it is. Um, so um, it came to a point of realizing that. In order for me to grow to the point that I want to grow to, I'm going to have to move to an area where there's more resources to even be able to bring resources back. So um, in, 2019, in 2018, 2017, actually, um, we took the chance of moving up to Atlanta. Um, and it was just me and my wife. At this time, she just began managing me. And um, usually when I just tell people, I, that's when I took my career seriously as, as an actual career is when she began managing me. Um, and we we moved up here with um like you said like the, the the amount that we had and um we literally found a spot to stay the day that we moved up here like literally the the last second day we found somewhere to stay in the north part of atlanta it was actually uh gwinnett county where we were staying at the time um and you know from there it was kind of just figuring out the scene um figuring out ways to bring income in um, I was doing open mics every night, <laughs> almost every single night. I was anywhere. That it was a music scene. I was there. I was performing. I was networking, um, just trying to get my name out, just trying to build my network. Um, from that point in 2018, uh, we actually ran into another issue um, when I when I had I was working at a time. But then I ended up 
deciding to take my music full time. Um, and what ended up happening, we we had a financial situation. Um, and we actually were homeless at a point in time, but we were still moving around. So between 2018, 2019, even on the 2020 a little bit, we were actually homeless, but still working. And at that time, I was actually doing international tours. I was actually doing um, uh, circuit tours, uh, but just putting it together with just us. And at that time, it was crazy because on the outside looking in, it looked at like we were really building and we were really making what AME is today. Um, but on the inside, we were still dealing with what we were dealing with, financial struggles, uh, family struggles, losses. Uh, we had people around us that we were losing. And as an independent artist, I'll say that's one of the hardest things is to stay motivated um, because life is still going to happen to you no matter what. I think that's as an artist in general. I don't, I don't even take that away from major artists because life still happens. So you still have to find a way to work through life and begin to work your craft as well because it doesn't stop. And um, from there, we pretty much just put our head down, um, put our foundation down and found that what we wanted to do and, and just went for it, you know, with everything that we had and, you know, still end up building what we still have today. And don't get me wrong, we still building. We still have a long way to go from where we want to be. But looking from where we came from, it's such a big gap. And sometimes even when I get complacent in myself, I have to look back at that time and remind myself, like, look how far you came. You know, so um, as an independent artist, it's it's a lot of times you you have to like it's gonna whatever you that's that's and that's why I always say start with your why because your why is gonna be tested a lot. It's gonna be tested so much, you know. So it's a lot of times where it's gonna come to a point like, do you really want this or how bad do you really want this? And I think that's in everything that you do. Um, but yeah, like it was definitely tested a lot of times, you know, it's still tested to this day, but the, the more you stand on it, the stronger you grow. And, you know, you definitely have to have that foundation or when those times come, it's all going to just crumble down and you're not going to have enough strength to just withstand what, what comes your way. Right. Right. Ashton, see, you are a music expert. You create music and I am not an expert and I will not pretend to be an expert. I am just a journalist and podcaster i know how to connect how to ask the right questions for the audience and this audience wants to know more about you know how an independent artist's career is how one can motivate through through music mm -hmm. so tell us about your music people know about rap about uh, you know western music but mm -hmm. tell us uh yourself to the indian audience especially you know so mm -hmm. many people we have our bollywood we got great music industry so a lot of people are there many people are into shows and all so tell us about your kind of music mm -hmm. so that people will understand it straight away from you undiluted and then they can also connect with you follow you and also see if they can you know there are music uh, people who may want to uh, collaborate with you so mm -hmm. tell us about yourself. Yeah, so uh, the type of music that I make, I call it journal music, lifestyle music. Um, it's, it's simply based off of what I experience, what I see, um, what I know, uh, my past, um, sometimes even my future, um, and what I'm, what my present is right in front of me. Now, the way it comes out um, varies because, I, like I said, I build off of how I'm feeling. So a lot of times it's based off of emotions. Sometimes it could be. Um, an aggressive emotion. Sometimes it can be a sad emotion. Sometimes it can be a happy emotion. And sometimes it can be just a, a, a mellow, just 
mellow mood, just some chill emotion. Um, but that's that's what a lot of my music is based off of, um, the emotion and the feeling. Of course, you know, I am hip hop. So you're going to have hip hop. And not only am I hip hop, I'm also Southern hip hop. So we have our own specific sound as well, which comes into a lot of drums, bass, 808s. But um, I also play around with a lot of different sounds as well because I'm influenced by different areas. So you'll hear a lot of different type of instrumentation um, in my sound, um, as well as my influence is being uh, influenced by like um, other other genres of music, like where we're from. We have R&B, gospel, um, jazz, blues. You you also hear those in my um, in my my lyrics as well, as far as like the way I deliver. Um, what I say, because even though it's rapping, sometimes it may be a more melodic way or more more, um, more melodic tone that I have to approach instrumentation. Um, like I said, I usually just go off the vibe that I'm feeling. So whatever the instruments I hear and whatever comes to my mind, whatever emotions that invoke is usually what I portray on the track. And that's usually what comes to the listener. Um, but like I said, the goal, like I said, everything is always just to motivate and inspire no matter what. But at the same time, it's not... Um, it's not a uh, patty cake or, or giving a, a makeup feel. It's really giving it to you exactly how it is. So a lot of things that I speak, a lot of things that I speak on are left up for the listener to interpretate. And um, I, I think the interesting thing is when people listen, their perception of what they hear is so interesting to me um, because it's neither right nor wrong the way I feel. Because I've uh, just the other day, I, I recently released a project entitled Beautiful Pain. And um, it was a line that... Uh, uh, somebody had quoted and um, my wife was even listening. She said, and it was interesting that they had two different perspectives on it. And she asked me, what, what was your intention when you said that? And um, I, I literally said, well, you know, this is the, this is what I felt, but not saying that it's necessarily wrong for y'all to have different perspectives of it, because what it means to you is what it means to you. You know what I'm saying? And for example, if I was to say, uh, I'm, I'm missing my, I, I, I miss my father out of my childhood. For me, that can mean one thing. For somebody else, it could be another thing. For me, it could be my father was just absent out of my childhood. For you, your father could be incarcerated. Your father could pass on. It means different things for you. But at the same time, it's based off the same emotion. And I think that's that's pretty much uh, what I what I want to what I want to bring in music because it's human. Even though we don't have the same emotions or the same out, even though we had the same experiences, we all have the same emotions, and that's what I try to um, invoke and and you know invoke a lot of thought and um, you know make people even question things outside of their normal perspective. Uh, you know, um, looking outside of yourself and realizing that it is, there is a whole world outside of you, and there is people that come from different cultures and different backgrounds, and really giving you a, a taste of where I'm from. When you listen to it, you you get a you get to almost walk where I've walked and kind of experience life in my shoes, and you know. Take a take a backseat drive sometimes. Right, right, Ashton. Now you see, music has you know language has no barrier, mm -hmm. and people would obviously like to try your music. How can they, where they can connect with you? How can they find your music so that they can listen to it, and mm -hmm. then you know they can also try and connect with you. Yeah. So literally, um, if you see my tag, it's Ashton Martin. You can search It's Ashton Martin on all platforms, uh, all music platforms, um, you know, like Spotify, Apple, um, even um, the uh, other music sites. It's the same name. It's Ashton Martin. All of my social platforms are the same. My YouTube is the same. It's Ashton Martin. If you search that and any social, any music platform, um, you you can see, you can see my latest releases um, were Beautiful Pain. 
and I had a single uh, with uh, one, of, one of the artists that I collab with on AME. It was one Drew um, entitled Limited Resources that just been released, but it's it's a it's a pretty deep catalog. So if you search it's Ashton Martin, um, everything that you see, you'll see it come up and, you know, definitely try to take a listen. Um, it's a lot of variety as well. So um, I, I hope that everybody that that listening right now find something that that speaks to you and that that you like and um i definitely would love feedback as well how does how does it make you feel contact me on my socials let me know it's ashton martin and um, i appreciate every listen right right ashton now you know uh i will come to the revenue part how can an independent uh, artist look at uh, earning better revenues for themselves but before that you know just to mm -hmm. understand the branding part now coming with a name like aston martin how did this happen how did you uh come to this what was the thought process behind this because it's nice thank you thank you so um originally with me coming into ashton martin ashton is my my birth name that's that's my actual name martin is at uh, uh, uh acronym martin stands for motivating all relevant to inspire and um nations pretty much motivating all relevant to inspire nations and the way it came up um i had a producer i was working with at the time and um i had a name that i was going by it was really just a name that um that people i came up with kind of called me um in my city and um he was like you need a new name and um he was uh, he, he said ashton martin and i hated it at first uh because i you know i feel like it was just simply a play off the car and i hated that i was like nah, i don't really like it it got to have more meaning for me so I kind of slept on it um, into a, in a dream. It came to me one night and I remember waking up and saying it. I was like, oh, that's it. That's it right there. So I, I, I kept the Ashton Martin. When we created Ashton Martin Entertainment, of course, it, it just began simply just to have a, a business and an LLC to, to run what we were doing through. So, you know, Ashton Martin Entertainment, just putting the entertainment on the end kind of came natural with it. Um, but as we begin to grow and expand with it, we actually created the brand with it, which is when you if you see any of my stuff, any of my socials, any of my music covers, you always see like black and purple. And um, those two colors are intentional because uh, black was my favorite color. Purple was my wife's favorite color. Us coming together, building a brand. Uh, we put those two colors in the way they look. It always stands out. You know, and 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 um, we learned how to even do branding without even learning how to branding at the beginning. We didn't even know what we were doing. It was just in, you know, kind of just putting what we naturally did together. And then as we began putting it out, uh, people, are, it was always recognizable. So every time they see the AME, the black and purple, they know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like a... Um, it's, it's a response they know when i see that it reminds me of this so anytime even if it doesn't have anything to do with us when people see black and purple that's like oh that's Ashton Martin entertainment that's ame um and as we begin to do community work we took another side of um Ashton Martin entertainment and created a weight motivate educate which is um the other thing that ame stands for um and you know us coming together as collectives it is it pretty much um we all have our own goals as what we do to inspire through what we do so uh, you have me Ashton Martin my wife, Dikeria, um, she's the manager. We have Nisi J, who is also the videographer, the content creator. And then you have another artist entitled One Drew. Um, so we we built that brand and, you know, just continue to um, learn how to market through that, continue how to, um, to push the brand. Um, and, yeah, that's that's how AME came together. Right. Right, Aston. Now, coming to the one of the biggest challenges for uh, independent artists is the revenue part where do you earn the money so yes, sir. Uh, what right 
so <laughs> how is it once you have produced i will ask about your creative process but once you have produced something good then what do you do with that you just but float it across uh, all the channels go to patreon platforms like patreon what do you do with that is there a process that one can look at following so that their revenue starts coming in is it through shows what how much they should look at shows how much they should look at independent platforms like this or are there any other revenue generations uh, process or sources that they should look at yes um and that's a very open open question um because it's yes and no um really it's all of the above as an independent artist my biggest thing i will always say is find your niche you know what i'm saying find where you bring the most revenue streams in and just attack it um me personally um when i do the, my all of my sources of income um is of course you had a music so once you create the music i look at the music as like the currency um you definitely want to keep the currency going you know what i'm saying and because that's what everything else is built off built off of once you build your 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 music you build quality music what you want to do is uh, find a way to package it some people um do it by singles they they do one song after one song after one song some people do it like projects uh smaller projects ep some people do it as bigger projects when you get into albums and things of that nature um to me it's really no right or wrong way of doing it it's just what works best for you for me i feel what works best for me is the um the smaller projects the eps um you know and that's what i receive the most streams off of that's what i receive the most um uh, feedback off of so usually what i'll do is i'll work ahead of time and kind of plan out what i want to do with the music once i start building up enough uh unreleased music that i want to release um i, I kind of create an idea behind it um usually it's just natural what i would what i was thinking at the time or what made me create the music in the first place package it from then you get the you know the visuals um, what you would see as far as like um, the covers or the music videos, any type of visual aspects that you can that you can put out along with the music. Once you get the visuals, you put everything on your streaming platforms, of course, and you know you want it. That's that's the way of getting paid off your music is streaming. But you have to make sure that you're doing everything through the correct channels uh, or you're going to miss out of payments, which in the Western we have um, are, of course, you have the the distro kids, the tune cores, the, you know, whatever platform you want to use to distribute your music, use that to distribute your music, but you also want to make sure that you have your, your, um, your things that collecting your radio revenue, um, like your BMIs or your ASCAPs, what we have in the Western, um, you know, and also making sure that you, you, you're getting all your coins. Cause you got like sound exchange where, you know, if your your music getting synced in different things, you want to make sure that you have something that's collecting in all aspects of everywhere that your music is being played. So you want to definitely make sure that's in place before you release any music whatsoever, you know? And once we do that, we'll release it on all these different platforms, um, receive the streams from what we get from there. And you also have your social network. Now you can make revenue off of your social network just by people um, using their music in your stories, just by people using their music in your TikTok. So that's definitely something that you want to push as an artist to get people to share as much as they can. Because every time they stream your music or use your music in these social networks, once it's already in the platform, you're getting streams off that every time. You know, this is counting towards your stream. You're getting revenue off of that. Um, and now they even have like things where you have reels. So you can even have on your social network, if you have an IG or Instagram, you can create reels and receive revenue for that. 
So what I'll do is I'll make, I'll create these reels, um, receive revenue from the reels. And while I'm doing the reel, I use my music. So I'm receiving revenue twice. I'm receiving revenue from the reel. And then I'm also receiving revenue from the music by being played in the reel. Um, so that's one way of doing it. That's just based off the music side. Now, when it comes to merchandise, merchandise is a big thing, especially for independent artists. Um, you know, you definitely want to have some type of merchandise and I can't tell you what it is. It all just depends on you and your brand, but you want to make sure that it fits you and your brand. Whatever you, I always say, take what you do naturally and find a way to market it, find a way to package it, find a way to, you know, sell it to the your fans. And, you know, me, what I do naturally, I like, I like clothing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not necessarily a person that makes clothing looking nice. I like looking a certain way and I, I, I like more casual, relaxed clothing. I like business clothing as well. Um, but as far as what I would naturally wear day to day is usually something relaxed, usually what I have on right now. So that's what I've created my merch around, just having something that's, you know, um, t-shirts, um, you know, um, joggers, you know, hoodies, um, when it comes to certain climates, um, you know, things, hats, you know, things of that nature, um, you know, things of that. That's that's what we use for our merch. But really, it's the brand. You know what I'm saying? You can have it doesn't really matter what you what you're selling. It's really about the brand. It's just like any of the brands that you have. You got, you know, Nike. Nike sells the same thing that everybody else sells. But because of the swoosh, the Nike brand on it, it, it adds that value to it. So that's the same thing you want to treat your brand like no matter what you're doing, you want to make sure that your brand stands out, that your brand is solidified, because that's really what people are buying. They're not really buying the clothing. They're buying the brand. So, you know, everything, everything that you do, every move that you make, you want to make sure that you're moving as a brand. You are the brand. That's the only difference between us and other things. It's the same thing. We're marketed. We're still, we're just selling ourselves. We're selling our lifestyle. So that's the one thing I always say when it comes to merchandise, just do what you naturally do, what you do on your everyday do. Find a way to customize it yourself and find a way to market it and sell it. Um, but when it comes to um, shows, you know, shows is one of those things that to me, it's a whole nother crap. You have to actually learn how to be a performer first. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people know how to record and make records, but a lot of people don't know how to go out and perform those records. So one thing you first want to do is make sure that you're a good performer. And that's when I said when I first moved here, I was hitting up all the open mics. I was hitting up all the spots where I can just have chances to perform because we didn't have those opportunities where I'm from. So I had to learn how to perform first. Once you learn how to perform, you go out and meet people who actually want to come out and see you perform. When you realize, okay, I have enough people now that I can kind of, I, I bring that value. When you approaching these venues, that's you approaching these venues like with that, knowing that, okay, now I have value. Now I'm not just performing just to perform. It's either going to be some revenue that I'm going to need for it, or it's just a, a great opportunity for me. And at this point, we're going, we're moving to the point more of doing it independently to the point of like, I'd rather book out the venue, sell the tickets myself. That way I'm making sure that I can receive everything, what I need on the back end. Because a lot of times you'll have a lot of people that run a lot of uh, scams that's like they'll make you pay to perform. And if you're not receiving anything from that, that at least opportunity of networking or anything, it really is no benefit for you, especially when you get to a certain point. When you build up your brand, you have to like, you know, make sure that what you're putting out, you're receiving something from it. So, and that's what, that's how I approach shows. And I don't perform as much as I used to because of that. Um, because uh, when you get to a certain point with your brand, the more you perform, the less you bring your value down. If people know you're performing every week, they'll miss out on your performance. Cause it's like, I'll just catch him next week. He's going to be performing next week. Anyway, if you perform it every other month or every other, other month, 
people are going to feel more likely to want to come out to your shows because it's like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to catch this guy again. So when he is performing, I want to make sure that I'm there. I want to make sure that I'm getting my ticket. And, you know, so that that's that's how it pretty much comes to uh, when it, when you're dealing with shows. And shows is definitely as an artist, um, when you when you begin to build up, it's going to be like really a number one source of income. Um, and then you also have a lot of other ways just natural ways of bringing income outside of music and you know you use that like i think a lot of people um are against it but the thing you have to remember while you building these other sources of revenue you can use those to invest back into your music and then when you get your music to where you want it to be it's self-sustained now you're getting paid from that now you don't have to do as much on the outside but it's really just having that financial literacy of knowing that okay what i'm making from this i'm investing it back into and being having that discipline instead of just buying natural things that i would want to buy i'm investing it back into my music and, and building that up so to the point where that's going to pay me back now now i don't have to do so much no much other stuff now i can focus more on my craft um so you got all those it's it's, it's pretty much as an independent artist you also kind of have to be entrepreneurial um you have to learn how to make ways out of out of minimum resources and and make uh you know funds off of it because that's really what you are at the end of the day you're really an entrepreneur especially if you're not dealing with any labels or anybody that's actually funding you you have to figure out a way to bring your own funding because it costs money to do everything it costs money to even create the music mix the music make the videos for the music everything with the music is going to cost money to do so you're going to have to have some way of funding it or at least getting a return off of your your value that you're putting into it right Aston. Now, a very important part is the creative process. Uh, some people uh, want to create something very, very good, and it takes them a long time, uh, whereas, you know, their requirements are also rising. Some yeah. people want to produce a lot of stuff, but then the quality is like uh, compromised somewhere. Yeah. Now, uh, from your creative process, if you can share your creative process, and what would you advise to people regarding this? What should be the best way that they can, you know, balance it out for the type of music that they are creating? Yeah, so um, I always focus on quality over content, but that doesn't, uh, quality over quantity, but that doesn't mean that I don't create a lot of content. Um, it's just the fact that you have to learn and have people around you that you trust enough to know what's good content what's worth putting the time in and putting out um me i've gotten to the point that i've done it for so long that um i trust myself when in the creation process so it's a little bit different i can create a lot of content that will be quality but it's simply because i've done it so so much and it's kind of like um almost like i only focus now more on what i want to get across versus how i want to do it because i've i feel like i've done it enough time that I've almost mastered how I want to do. I know where I sound good, what I sound good with, how I want to structure my words. That's really not the biggest issue. In the beginning, those are the things you really want to focus on. You want to focus on your actual skill more, um, you know, and then once you focus on your skill, you want to build your actual unique uniqueness, like, you know, uh, learning how you sound, what sounds best for you, how to, what sounds best with your voice. You know, because uh, uh, as an artist, this is literally one of the most important things. Your voice is more important than what you're saying. Because people don't like the way your voice sound over something. They're not going to listen to anything further from that point. Um, but my creation process is I use, it's, it's very natural. I try not to um, think about uh, outside things as much. Um, I usually just, just uh, think about 
um, a feeling or um, emotion or just what I want to get across first. And then I structure it from there. So sometimes it may even just start of me just speaking out my head or what we call freestyling. Um, and then from there, just kind of structuring it and actually creating a song from it. Um, a lot of sometimes it can take me months to create a song. Sometimes it can take me minutes. It, it, it just varies. And, you know, so create the creation process is different and the inspiration is different. So sometimes um, I kind of I kind of go off the inspiration. and I try not to ever force anything because I realize the more you force um, that's usually the uh, lower quality content, you know, so I try to keep it as natural as possible because that's what relates to the listeners. But at the same time, not taking down the quality of what I'm doing. And um, that comes to also having trusted people around you unless you do everything yourself. Um, me personally, I just I just write and record. I don't I don't do any production. I don't do any engineers beside recording myself. So you uh, me, I had to learn to find trusted people with my sound um, engineers and producers. Um, now I've gotten to the point where I've met people that I work really close with. Um, so it's not as much as a big deal. They know what they expect from me. They know what I want to sound like. They know what to give to me, um, you know, and it's, it's a relationship, you know, building that relationship with the producer and the engineer to the point where they learn your sound. And so usually what I'll do is um, I'll, I'll producers are usually working on something. And if they feel like it's something that they, they, they hear from me, they'll send it to me. Um, I'll save it in my phone. And I kind of just live with it, like just just go through the daily listening to it, you know, feeling, seeing what inspiration comes from it. From there, I'll go in and writing to it. Um, sometimes I have a, a preconceived idea and I already have an idea and I'll come to producing like, hey, listen, this is my idea. I have this idea. Let's let create something from this and they'll create what they create from it. Um, once I record and have that part finished, I bring it to the engineer. Um, now that you that process can be a one time process or it can be three to four to five times to get the sound where you want it to sound. It just depends on your engineer, depends on, you know, because everybody, you know, you're still working with human beings. So sometimes they're not going to get the sound exactly how you want it on the first time. Um, so I either send it or I'll either take it directly and we'll work on the mixing process in the studio. Um, once that's done, that's pretty much the, the, the final step of the audio process. Um, with the visuals, uh, I, I like to collaborate and um, bring my idea to um, the uh, the person that's creating the content. Um, but I'm not a visual person. All I can do is bring the initial idea of what I have for the song. And that's another thing of having a trusted person with your vision to, and to for them to be able to take the audio and what your idea is and to bring it to life in visual. You know what I'm saying? So that's usually how the, how the visuals are created. Um, but yeah, that's that's my creation process in a nutshell. Right, right, Ashton. Now, uh, tell us about this thought of yours. You are focused on, you know, motivating through quality music. What does that mean for you? What exactly is that? Yeah. So, um, one thing that music does it makes people move, and um, sometimes it's not always a physical thing. Sometimes that can be a mental thing. Sometimes that can be a spiritual thing. No matter what. Music is going to move you in some way, shape, form. It's going to move you to action. It's going to move you to thinking. It's going to move you to conversation. Sometimes it's just going to move you to turn the music off. Um, so no matter what, that is a, a, a motivational form in itself. Music is already a motivational form, no matter what, because it, it moves you in a direction, whatever direction that is. Uh, my, my movement that I want to move people with my music to do is to inspire you know what I'm saying? And whatever that inspiration is, is depending on a person. That's why I say I always love to hear 
the perception of what I bring to it because sometimes it motivates people um, to an emotional state. Sometimes it motivates people to get through their day. Sometimes it motivates people um, to think or have a conversation or sometimes, you know, uh, a conversation is brought up just simply by having the idea like, huh, I never thought about that in that way. Um, but um, that's that's pretty much my thing is I want to inspire people in some way, shape, form to better themselves or, or or better the state that they're in. If it's nothing more than just making you making your day better or making some making you feel like somebody feels the way you feel, um, that's good enough for me. But that's like my biggest goal. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, like I said, that's why I start with the why. Some people just want to be recognized. Some people just want their talent recognized. Um, that's cool and everything. It, I, it feels great to have my talent recognized, but I feel like I'm at a point now I search for something deeper um just then just being recognized and just being like oh this is a good song like some i, I want to actually move people to do something and whatever that is whatever your purpose is i really want to move you closer to what what your purpose is and, uh, and hopefully by you hearing me um put my purpose in the music it moves you to move closer to what your purpose is and why you're here right ashton right it's not a easy thing to do that you are doing you see you had your own share of uh, problems, troubles in the initial days, your own share of struggles. Uh, then the very natural tendency is to, you know, try and earn as much as possible through whatever ways it is possible. You don't use uh, swear words. You don't use uh, swear during your music. And also you try to motivate through your music at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, when you don't do all those, you know, <clears throat> Other things that can attract you, especially some young audience. Yeah. And who is your who is your main audience then today? And how does it work for you? Yeah, so um I would me personally from a from my perspective, I would say it's pretty broad because I know um, younger teenagers that listen to my music, little kids that listen to my music up on into people that are older than me. Um, but I think on a business, like just looking at it analytically, um, what my main uh, um, audience usually falls in the 25 to 35, like somewhere in that range. Um, but like I said, I, I have a lot of different variety of people, cultures that really uh, resonate with my music. But I think like as a, looking at it from an analytic perspective of the majority of people, that's I think that's the age range from like 25 to 35. Right. And maybe a lot of youngsters also, not all of them would like to have, you know, that different sort of music. Maybe they would like to have clean music, which helps them understand. So many are, you know, very much evolved nowadays with, the yeah. use of technology might be there, but uh, mentally also they are, you know, trying to understand better things better, maybe to find their purpose better. And your type of music certainly can help them. And I'm sure uh, yeah. many would be certainly using that. So my last question to you, Ashton, is, you know, what is Ashton Martin Entertainment? So Ashton Martin Entertainment is a group of collectives uh, of creators whose goal is to inspire through what they do, um, you know, and that that comes in different forms. Uh, of course, me, myself, you know, me, I'm the artist. So that's that's what I do. But like I said, we have a collective of other people. We have other artists. We have um, we have uh, content creators and we have uh, managers. And pretty much the goal, my whole goal with creating National Martin Entertainment was to um, help people like me help 
people give them a chance as artists, as creatives, or whatever type of creative they are. And on the independent side, be able to give them that helping hand and get them to wherever their goal is, you know. Um, so the more independent artists that I can help out, uh, content creators or man, up and coming managers, um, that was pretty much my goal is really getting quality music out, you know, and getting um, quality content, quality creators to the space that they want to be in, um, you know, and it's all depending on the creator's choice, the creator's goal for what they want to do. Um, so, you know, if I ever feel like somebody really fits in the same category, the same path, uh, my goal is to simply just help them get to the point that they want to get to. Um, so that's, you know, that's what Asher Martin Entertainment is about. And on the uh, community side, we're, we're about just, you know, building and helping the, the, the communities that we come from. Right. Right, Ashton. So you tour quite a lot now. Is India ever in your, you know, plans? Have you been to India before? Uh, what do you think of Indian music? Have you heard ever? Yeah. What, just wanted to get your perspective on this. I've I've heard uh, Indian music before. Uh, I definitely, um, of course, you know, it's it, it's it's a language barrier. But like you said, music has no language. I definitely love the rhythm. Um, I love the flow of the music. Um, I would definitely say that. Um, I have people um, by looking at the analytics. I, I have listeners in India. Um, I've never personally been there before, um, and hopefully I, I, I can be able to uh, travel. Um, of course, you know, sometimes it gets kind of weird with the, uh, um, since 2020 with the COVID, sometimes it's a lot of restriction and us coming from uh, um, the place that we're coming from is considered a, a hot place. Um, sometimes it's harder to travel, um, but uh, hopefully soon I can get back on, on the international side of things and, you know, I would definitely love to visit India and, and, you know, see the culture. And, you know, even if it's showcase my talent, I would love to do that. Right. Right. And in fact, you know, a lot of companies also advertising agencies, they look at different type of music for their brands. And, you know, yeah. sometimes it's a, a pure outside collaboration or maybe just, you know, along with an Indian company, they look at, they ask for some collaboration with them, some sort of a fusion. So, uh, would you? Uh, how would th they, those people uh, connect with you in case they look at this sort of an arrangement with you know Aston Martin Entertainment? You call it AME, is mm -hmm. that the short form? AME, yes, correct. Right. right. So, um, anybody that's looking to collaborate um, on that end of things, um, I would I would say contact my management. Um, it's definitely something that we're always open to. We've done it in the past as well. Um, whether it's branding, whether it's um, um, on the music end of things, um, whether it's promoting um, somebody's content or somebody, what they have going on. Um, we're always open to collaborate with other businesses. I would definitely say contact my management at management at astonmartin.info. That's management at astonmartin.info. Right, right. Now, you know, uh, let this one be the last question about your latest, uh, you know, project that you are working on mm -hmm. so that you know people can know if they can they would like to listen to that. Mm -hmm. so uh my latest project uh, i just released is called beautiful pain it's out on all platforms just search Astro it's ashton martin beautiful pain and it will come right out um definitely listen to our latest single and watch the latest video um limited resources it's, it's ashton martin and one drew limited resources um and they're both out on all social platforms you can find me on any music, it's Ashmar and just search it's Ashmar and it'll come right up. 
Okay. And if an independent artist, if he creates very good music, mm-hmm. but he does not create good response, especially in terms of monetization on Spotify or any other place, what would you tell them to motivate them? I would definitely say continue. Don't give up. Um, because a lot of it is trial and error. And when you're going through these trials and error, see what works for you. Um, and don't necessarily look at what's, what works for everyone else. See what works for you personally. What, what do you see positives in? And focus on that. Don't focus on the negatives. Don't focus on one. Don't, one, don't work. Just mark them off your list like that don't work for me. And focus on what does work and continue to push that. And what will happen is you'll build more into your niche. You'll build more into your personal um, fan base. And it's a fan base for everyone out there. We, we live in the age where everybody has access to music and any music they can access. And we're with so many different people that listen to so many different things. So if you create content, if you're if you're a good creator, you're a good musician, it's a it's a fan base out there for you. And, you know, just focus on yourself and building your own brand and building your own niche and you know stay in your lane just do do what you uh what feels more natural to you and the people that resonate and relate to that they're going to naturally attract i'm not saying that's an easy thing but i would definitely say continue on don't give up don't give up thank you so much uh ashton for all the information all the insights and you know all the motivation and all the good music that you talked about thank you so much and you know with uh, it's a it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass especially from this you know several last last question of mine yes thank you so much once again thank you thank you so much for having me i appreciate it